Welcome back to the show. It's We Are Live. Chris and Travis Terrell, live in Midcoast Studio. Check out midcoast.media for more information and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Midcoast Media. He was at Helium last night. He'll be there again on Sunday. Mark Gregory joins. What's up, Mark? Good to see you, man. <laughs> we, you got to clap for yourself. Right? What's up? You clap for you? Yeah. I will clap for you. I'll clap for you if you get up on the mic, man. Okay. I, I got it. There you go. <laughs> I have them set, so you got to be real close. <laughs> right. I'm like, man, I, you get you got a comfortable spot there, yeah. but yeah, you got to jump in. What now? You'll clap for yourself. Yeah, you got to clap for yourself. Man. Okay. Because you know, if you wait for somebody else to do it, they they may not. I've been waiting a while. Man. <laughs> You've been walking down the street your yeah. entire life just clapping to yourself. Listen, you got to cel- celebrate yourself, man. All right. See, I like that because I just walk around the street like, anybody mm, gonna clap for me? Nah, it doesn't. Uh, I do it myself. Well, good for you. Uh, <laughs> did you learn that in New York? That's where you came in from. Uh, no. Nah. Ah, man, I've, that's been my motto, man. Yeah. Don't, don't wait for somebody else to do something. And okay. I'm, I'm a Leo. We love a little praise <laughs> and, and adoration. That's a good word. Laud me. <laughs> don't blame your sign. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of, I think I want to start prescribing to the sign stuff. Like maybe that explains yeah. why. What are you? Whatever you are. What? What? What's your sign? I am. A, I was born in the March 30th. So I'm an Aries. Aries? Yeah. What, what's I don't know Aries what it means. Mean? I don't. I don't know what it means. It, 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 you know what? Some of my best chicks have been Aries. <laughs> very pa- up top. Very passionate women. You kind of a passionate lady, aren't <laughs> I'm a, you? A very passionate hey, individual. But you know one thing about Aries? If you make this dude mad, he will never forget it, yo. That sounds right. Oh my. And what gosh. about what about like blowing? <laughs> blowing? <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, let's do an, an analysis <laughs> like, here. Wait a minute. I know this guy for like over a decade, so we can get a lot. When I was in third grade. Uh huh. <laughs> You stole my pencil. <laughs> <laughs> I've been meaning to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, very possible. <laughs> well, maybe a little bit of some of that. And hey, you know it's amazing. I mean, maybe. Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> see, we'll see what's going to happen with that. Uh, so, Mark, you were at Helium last night, and uh, fir- not first time in St. Louis, I wouldn't imagine. No, you right? know what? I was actually born in St. Louis. Were you really? Oh, yeah. nice. Okay, I'm starting. Uh, we got to discuss something here. Gotta last discuss. name's Gregory. Do you nice have any family here still? I, man, you know my, the majority of my dad's side is from St. Louis. Is that right? Yeah. Hmm. Could we draw any connections to that? Probably not. Probably but not. But I mean, who knows? Maybe. Okay. You never know. We know a guy with the last name Gregory, based in St. Louis. Gregory. Uh huh. Yeah. What we'll part look, of St. We'll Louis you grow up? Um, Cleetown. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That's what's up. How long? Yeah. How long you live here? Uh, we lived when I was eight. So okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, that's what's up. He only claims it whenever somebody uh, like really famous comes out of St. Louis. He's like, yeah, Nelly and I. And oh, we when you're about to fight somebody in another city. I'm that's from St. Louis. Don't mess with me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. You saw thing. that. That's you saw the thing. news. That's the only thing we take on the road. <laughs> we just spent a bunch of time. And so you've got, so Helium's doing a thing where there's Cheryl Underwood's there tonight. Mm-hmm. And then you're back. You got a couple of days off. They just passed uh, recreational marijuana in Illinois. And it's like all we could talk about. There's like four hour lines over there. Do you smoke? Do you get into that at all? Nah, I don't, man. But See, I, I feel I sorry for really. like the, the weed dealers who like now they now they got to get a re- a real job. Oh, yeah, you yeah. know they like, yo, man, I've been delivering ounces and zips for you for <laughs> for years. W ninety nine. Now they got to fill out. <laughs> they got they got to hire accountants. Yeah, man. Like I don't I don't think I want the government's weed. No, could be a problem. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I'm Boy, trying to think. I too. want Reggie's weed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to know where my weed is being. That's the mystique about it, right? That's you, true. Yeah, I don't want like a weed with a serial number. <laughs> I'm thinking too. We're just like I could have the most aggressive used car sales lot of all time, comprised of former weed dealers. Like, do you know how that could work? 
We, our numbers would be through the roof. I, I'm just looking forward to the stories that we tell our grandkids and they hear, you had to go to somebody's house? Yeah. <laughs> you you like, savages! Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you think everybody's going to lie about it? Like how everybody, like um, with sporting events, like, oh, I was there. I'm like, there were 30,000 people there and I've heard 100,000 people say they were there. Will it be like that? Do you think it'd be like, yeah, I used to sell. Yeah, back when it was, uh, I no, was no, an no. outlaw weed salesman, no, no, and then no. it came out. Yeah. yeah, like back in my day, we had to walk ten miles to get our weed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I think I kind of you had to, to roll it yourself. I used to <laughs> right? mess. I used to mess with my grandfather because you know the thing is when you grew up in the civil rights movement, everybody was at every march. And I know damn well everybody wasn't at every march, but they can they they fall back on the I marched with King. Did you? <laughs> you said you've never even been to he Mississippi, right? Because <laughs> you kicked it a lot. You may have been one of those who just kicked it during the movement. You think you could have? Could you, would you have been a marcher? I be honest. <laughs> I will call you out. Be honest. Would I have been? I think I would have been. Okay. I think I would have been. Now I don't know if I would have been as vocal. Mm-hmm. But I think I would have been a person who's like, yeah, I need to go and, and do a sit-in or I need to go and march if it's in time. If MLK came to St. Louis, I'm probably there. I'm more than likely there. Gardner, do you care to comment on this? Um, He looks a little hippie I think, think Gardner would have. He would have been. <laughs> Gardner would have been. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, uh, the great uh, Tony Roberts coined him as Thick Jesus. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and we all love Tony. And, uh, that I one think, stuck. Yeah. <laughs> Thick Jesus is a man of the people. He's a man of the people. And in the streets. So, okay. yeah, yeah. I believe Travis now. Uh, with what he's saying, I don't know if old Travis would have been though. like old Travis, like in t- 2019, like, like, like a week ago, like, or let's say like college Travis. Uh-huh. College Travis would probably, but not you had more been. energy. But college Travis it had other matter. energy for other things. Yeah, I did. I probably didn't have. I wasn't. You as, don't like crowds. I'm not socially. I wasn't as socially involved mm. in college, but now but after, I think it's firing like, off a couple socially themed tweets doesn't mean you're socially involved. No, I think you I wasn't think, woke, my brother. I was right. <laughs> <laughs> Redfish, bluefish, knickknack, paddywhack. If you steal from a man later on in life, you can repay his goods. Yeah. But if you. <laughs> would you have marched? Do you think you would have marched? I would have been a seasonal marcher. You were a seasonal <laughs> marcher. Thank you. That's the honesty I crave. It's nice out right now. I think we could go like and protest. February at the Midwest. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I catch y'all, what, April, spring? <laughs> but that was the Keep one. me on the mailing list. Well, that was the one thing that I found impressive. If you look at some of those old photos and videos you see dr king in them suits in mississippi in arkansas and in alabama and i'm just like oh yeah oh i know ac won the thing back then so y'all tripping you know what's crazy i went to college in mississippi i went to Ole miss oh wow university of mississippi right and i just remember so i I was on a track scholarship and um you know so from st louis moved to ohio right Mm -hmm. And it was just like complete culture shock oh, because going to Ohio State spring games, you just kind of wore, you know, T-shirt jeans. But Ole Miss is like a very mm-hmm. – um, like Everyone gets dressed up on dressed game up, days. Right? But here's the thing, though, right? So I was there uh, 03 to 06. Mm-hmm. They used to sing Dixie at the end of the football games. Yeah, right? That sounds about right. And the athletic director, um, he's at A&M now, but it was, his name was Ross Bajoric, right? So he got rid of a lot of, like, the old Miss stuff. But, mm-hmm. dude, can you imagine Boom. at the end of the football games, right? And Dixie for white people, if I remember how about it used to come uh-huh. up at the club. Like, we, yeah, like, people get amped and just run to the center of the floor. Yeah. That is the equivalent. But uh-huh. listen, the last few words of Dixie is the South will rise, rise again. again. 
And I was in the stands like, well, when do they plan on rising? Like, are they, <laughs> they going to rise when I'm here? And it was just like in unison, like a racist chorus, like the, the South, South will rise again. And so, they, wait, they sung that from 03 to, they, not, well, I guess before 1903. Yeah, right, no, this 2003. Was, uh, 2000, and like, uh, I, I'm, me and the uh, other black people was like, <laughs> Is that the part they sung the hardest to? Right, oh, yeah. Dude. Where they all it set their beer down. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Be like, oh, God. So uh-huh. how, how, I'm curious, how does be born in St. Louis, moving to Ohio, then going to school in Mississippi, how has that essentially cultivated he, your comedy? Because I would imagine the, the, the he experience it, He expresses his areas. pain on a stage for an hour at a time. <laughs> how do you, you think know, it went? So, <laughs> So the craziest thing is, is really what led me to start doing comedy, right? So my junior year, so what, what he was alluding, alluding to is uh, Dick Gregory's my uncle, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. I've met Dick Gregory on several occasions. So, um, you know he's dead, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. no, I'm talking about in college. Yeah, no, <laughs> okay. no, just last week, <laughs> no, Dick Gregory and I was hanging out. Listen, this is a true story, right? I was in Atlanta two weeks ago, right? So I'm checking in at the airport. He said, hey, man, this old dude is like, you look like somebody. And I was like, well, well Dick Gregory's my uncle. Man, you know what? I, he come through here all the time. I no. saw him three weeks ago. <laughs> I was like, sir, <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> Don't try to build rapport. Just, I'm going to give you a tip. Because yeah. it was like the out, you know, like... A, I was like, I'm gonna give you a tip, brother. You don't, you don't have to lay it on thick. Man, I did do it. I just he's resting. He's resting. <laughs> so, so I go to uh, I, so junior year. Realized I'd never read any of my uncle's books. Right? Wow. Two books that he wrote: his autobiography, "Nigger," mm-hmm. right, and "Calluses on My Soul." Right. So I say, hey, do you? It's a true story, yo. I go to the library. I was like, do you all have "Calluses on My Soul" by Dick Gregory? So this girl's typing on the computer like she's gonna give me the book. Her type slows down, her face turns red, and she looks up and says, we don't have calluses on my soul, but we have. And has this really weird pause, turned the entire computer screen. Shut up. I was like, we have this one right here. And and I'm like, you know, it take a minute <laughs> for it to, to register. I was like, yo, she was scared to say yeah, it. I don't, yeah, all right. I go outside, bust out laughing, and that's what got the ball started. Really? That is what did it. That's absolutely wild. Now, you spoke to to Dick at Mizzou. Yeah, he came to Mizzou uh, on a couple of occasions, mm-hmm. and I had the, the absolute pleasure of introducing him to a crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he could not have been uh, more, uh, and it's a, not only just a powerful presence, but just such a, a generous soul. Yeah. Just a very generous soul. So that was a one of the pleasures of my entire life. So he was a great, great, great talent. Quick listener comment. Uh, now, Mark, you don't know Travis, but uh, maybe you can do a little context building here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the listener says MLK at his peak would be marching through St. Louis and get a text from Travis saying... Travis is on Grand. He'll be there in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what time it start? <laughs> Dang, y'all get started early there. I said we'll be there. <laughs> but you know what I think? I was talking to one of my friends, right? And living in New York City, the pacing is a lot yeah. faster, right? People do not have a, a time for your bull crap. And I was just thinking about New York, like Martin Luther King going to New York. <laughs> it's slow as he talks. <laughs> like, uh, today, people like, yo, my guy, what's up, man? Yo, B, spit it out. Yo, what you got to say? <laughs> okay, March, March, March. All right. Yo, 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 yo. Yeah. What, what are we doing? <laughs> How long have you been in New York? Uh, a, a little bit over a year and a half. Yeah? Do you yeah. enjoy it? I love it, man. You I just do. working every night? Every night. Busy. 
busy. I love that about yeah. New York. Travis spent some time there yeah. this summer, did a little work with Sesame Street. You loved it, every minute of it. I, no, I, you talked about the pacing. I, I think that was uh, the thing that really, uh, I mean, the, the energy. Like people are just they moving with a purpose. Like people aren't just walking a walk. Like people, are like I'm going to go save the world. Excuse me. Like that's how people mm -hmm. in New York. You can almost do everything. Uh, almost everything's possible. And so you you see people move with this type of purpose that you don't see everywhere else. And that's kind of cool to watch. Where did you Where did you start doing comedy? Um, my first gig was at Ole Miss. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! So how high. was that breaking in? I would imagine our friend Sam. Our friend Sam. Started Sam Lyons, yeah, yeah, local yeah. comic. He's from. He went to Ole Miss. So I'm curious. How did you? How did that work for you? So, um, so what I did was after that situation, uh, when I went to go get the book, right? Um, I just wrote for a whole month. Oh wow! Put a show together on campus at the Union, and that was funny the first time. You know, well, you're in a place called the Union. Again. At least you're in a place called the yeah, Union. Yeah. <laughs> right, not the Confederate. <laughs> yeah, as opposed, the Confederate was booked. Yeah, I was trying to go to the Confederate, and they was like, well, <laughs> Gettysburg is available. <laughs> like, Gettysburg's available. Be the like, Confederate Lord. room. Give him hell, 54. <laughs> you're my Lord. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, that's interesting. So you, you were still in school mm -hmm. when you started comedy. Yeah. Like, you didn't have any fear of, man, if I go out here and bomb in front of my college peers, they going to make me. Because this is also, I think Facebook is nearing around the yeah, corner. People, our age, people yeah. go, yeah. At that point, Facebook mm -hmm. was just for, like, college. Yeah, they have the dot edu. Like, legit colleges. So yeah. So <laughs> if you had a JUCO address. Yeah. 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 But you could have people probably on Facebook be like, man, you see that fool Mark at the hall that you the other day? So were you worried about any of that? What made you just finally say... I can do this, and I'm okay with doing it in front of my peers. Yeah, I just um, so what I did was I, I just, I'm just not a fearful person, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I can tell that about you. You can, mm -hmm. okay. Run up, get done up, fam. Yes, no, <laughs> no, you know what? So uh, I was, I was, uh, again, I ran track. Mm -hmm. Was my, I was done with my eligibility. Okay, right, and I just kind of had this, what am I going to do with my life moment? Sure. So I had three friends. One of them ne didn't laugh at anything. The other one was kind of like, oh, okay, if it's funny, I'm going to laugh. The other one laughed at everything. So okay. I, I went okay. to their apartment. Okay. Right? And I would be like, all right, <clears throat> joke number one. <laughs> I love okay. that. Okay. Right, I right. like that too. Got to start somewhere. Yeah, I liked it a lot. The dude that laughed at everything, that was for the confidence, right? Okay. And if if I made my boy, his name is uh, Stephen Taylor. He lives in Chicago. Steve laughed at nothing. Okay. If I made him laugh, I knew it was a good joke. So I did that. Man, probably See, that's three. dope. So I did that for a maybe three weeks to a month. Right. And I stood in the mirror and talked to myself like, yo, you funny. You're about to kill it. Okay. Right? So I do the show, and it was dope, you know. Um, but my premises were like 10 minutes, though. So, okay, you know, because you just don't know about brevity. Yeah, brevity, right? Comedy, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I just did that, and the first show was funny. There's maybe about 50 people there. That's a good crowd for your first yeah, go. That's yeah, a really good yeah, crowd. Yeah. That's a tough one too because you organized a show. You right. didn't. You didn't hide under the cloak of it's an open mic. No, your first no, 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 time no, yeah. going. So the first one was funny. Wow, that's a, that's a, that's that a, that's an amazing too. way to go about it. So I love the process. I yeah. love the process because you need that. I think mm -hmm. most comedians need that boy or whoever that is in their group to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess, man. I don't know. It's a decent first step. That's, yeah. that's a cute and, joke, and, though. And I, I prefer guess. people like that <laughs> right. around me, like people that are brutally honest. Like, I love brutally honest people. Like, my track coach at Ole Miss, Joe Walker, old dude from uh, Jackson, Mississippi. Yo, when I tell you, we used to have these meetings. Uh-huh. And we would recap the whole meet. He would be like, Travis, this week we ran at Florida. 
and you are god awful terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. If we continue at this rate, your scholarship will be cut next wow. year. Wow. Everybody. Really? Was, oh, wow, yeah. that's brutally yeah. cold yeah. and honest. You be like, like, tears right. in those meetings. Because you know in the SEC, yeah. it's, you get, because of ta- Title IX, girls get, what, 20 scholarships mm-hmm. for track, right? right? And guys get 13. So to get a full ride in the SEC, so if you were at 100% and you weren't performing, oh, yeah, he'll be like, yeah, next year we cutting scholarships. Isn't that crazy they can do that? Wow, too? that's, into, that's, that's, that's wow. this is news to me. Yeah. I didn't realize that's how it yeah, worked. Yeah, yeah. What 13, did you run? I ran the two and the four. Two, Damn. Both relays. No, we had that kind of talent here today, Trav. Could you beat him in a race today? I, just think, I was just—I knew you were going to ask, and I was just <laughs> thinking about the idea. Well, you're such an idiot. You think you? Could... <laughs> no, here's what I—I would. No, <laughs> SEC track runner. I'm—I'm I'm just thinking about the idea of running yeah. and my body immediately falling apart in the first five, sure. five to ten feet. Oh, yeah. that's same here. Okay. Yeah, I'd roll an ankle getting stretched out. <laughs> that's bad news. <laughs> what about you? Uh... Plunk Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you well, fancy yourself. You were a cross-country runner at one point. I was a distance runner. Oh, okay. At one point. Yeah, and that was many points ago. <laughs> and also, my knees aren't so good this day these days because I fell off an e-scooter. Okay. So <laughs> that kind of explains where I am in life right, right. now. Right. Yeah. Athletes I, in this you room, know what? man. You kind of... Permission to add to the nickname pool. Yes, yeah. please. You kind of remind me of after Jenny broke Forrest Gump's heart and he, <laughs> he went on the long three-year run yeah, across yeah. America. <laughs> and then he's just like, I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> You're that. You're I want to go home, Forrest. You're cross-country <laughs> Forrest Constantly Gump. beleaguered, just <laughs> beaten down by life. And yeah, just, I want to go there's home. There's a point where I'm just going to, all right, I'm done. I want to go home. <laughs> That's so funny you bring that up. I or think I thought Gandalf that was, Jesus. Yeah, Gandalf Jesus. <laughs> Gandalf Jesus. I think that's a that's a good way to be. Yeah. No, I, I you're talking about I'm giving you guys trouble, but I made a mistake and posted uh, since it's 2020, everybody's doing these. Oh, here's what I look like in 2010. Oh, you, you Man, I, I made I made. So now the government uh, looks like see, they know your facial recognition. They know recognition. what's going on. <laughs> I made the mistake of posting a 2010 picture where I look pretty good, and all these people are like, "Wow, gee," they're just like one-word answers, like, "Damn." And that, like, that cuts to my soul more than anything. So I got to get it together in the new year. You gonna yeah, help hey, me? Man, don't 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 do it. How okay. how old are you? 35. Yeah, it's at this over. rate, just at come this, on, man. Just, it's over. Good, just be happy or yeah, tall. Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you could be built like uh, Oswald Cobblepot. So, right? You could be, <laughs> you could be Oswald you, Cobblepot. You could be the penguin. With Very good point. 42, 30, 42, 30. Yeah. <laughs> these, 42, 30. These odd measurements. <laughs> 50, 30s. Yeah, that's a problem. I agree. I mean, I remember the day I gave up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was getting and, we were very introspective. It was cathartic. Mm. Like I, w- I was kind of in between shirt sizes. Good. So where it was like a little tight in the middle, right. but if I lost a few pounds, it would be fine. And I'm like, am I an XL or am I going to go to XL? I say, you know what? Let's be honest with yourself. You're a two XL guy mm. now, and you gave. And up. then guess what? That moved on to. Oh, can I find khakis with an elastic waistband? <laughs> and Mark, it was it's just like opened a bad door. I feel so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody at least it's gonna be somebody that's gonna take you for you. <laughs> yeah. Right. One day. One day. Maybe by your fiftieth birthday. Are, are you married? No. You got a girl? No. Okay. What's it looking like out here? Yeah. I I hang out at a bar. Uh okay. doesn't yeah. drink. 
Yeah, it doesn't drink. Oh, you see? don't drink, you but the, you're, he's at a bar every day. You're the creepy dude, like, here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stan, I need my water. <laughs> so, ready. Home. So, great. Looks great. Yeah. Looks great. Mm. Fantastic. So, wait, you probably look about the same, right? Yeah. Yeah. You still run? No, I, but I work out, like, four days a week. Though. Yeah. Jesus. Can't really. I feel like that, like, you go a couple ways, you just drop it, or you just never stop. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, I've been active my whole life, so it's just hard just to not do anything. I don't know. Not, I mean, I find a way to not do anything <laughs> physically yeah, on a daily right. basis. Uh, if you guys are just tuning in, you can see Mark again Sunday. He was at uh, Helium last night. Said there was a good turnout good last turnout. night. Surprising, man. Uh, big thanks to everybody who came out to our shows, too. I kind of figured just with the the holiday and how everything went, like there would be nobody doing anything because we're in this weird vortex of holidays and weekends and everything else I think happening. So, but I think everybody's on the mindset, like with the weather, the way that it has been, like it's never this warm ever in the Missouri Midwest mm -hmm. area this time of year. Usually we are we're pelted with blizzards and storms mm -hmm. and ice rain and everything, and we haven't had too much of that. Well, you've been cooped up with family for the last four or five days. I think getting out and going to a good comedy show is the way to go yeah. about it. And a lot of my family came too, which was dope. That's dope. Yeah, like oh, that's family. great. Yeah. What was the general reaction from the family when they saw that this is where you was taking your career? Um, I th you know what? I thought it was gonna be better. It was just like, oh, okay, cool. I remember <laughs> when I called my Uncle Dick, and I thought since I was joining the fraternity, right. it was going to be, a, you know, a much better reception. He was like, all right, cool. Uh, just drink you some water, get comfortable on stage. That's it. Yeah. And I was just like, no, that's it. Like, yeah. <laughs> all right, bye. Is there, so like, <laughs> is there a ceremony? Yeah. Or anything? Yeah. But, yo, he, he was like that. Like my father, he was uh, – in person, right. right? You know, older guys, they really not about to sit on the phone and right. talk with nah, you. Nah, yeah. nah, but nah. yo, listen, Ankh was hilarious, man. So I was on tour with him the last two years of his life, right? Wow. And um, so I remember just doing these runs, right? We would do, uh, we did Hartford Funny Bone. We did Albany Syracuse, right? So they're all within like a four hour radius. Right. So he would sleep in the car, never went to sleep. Like he was one of those dudes after the show, I mean, his motor never stopped. He knew everybody in every city, so we would go do the show, hang out. Four in the morning, he's still chatting it up with people. And, dude, we did Cleveland Improv. So we did Columbus, Toledo, Cleveland. And I'm driving in between, staying up late with his old friends. We did Cleveland. We did radio, TV station, another radio station. We go to lunch at maybe 2 p.m. Right. Now, and then you can't just walk down the street with Dick Gregory. Everybody want to stop and take pictures. I'm literally falling asleep at the lunch table. You right? have to. And uh, he was like, hey, uh, can we make one more stop? I was like, do you, you want me to be funny tonight? <laughs> he was like, yeah. I said, I have to go to sleep. And he was like, all right, cool. I'm going to just go get some socks. And I felt bad. He was just walking down the streets of Cleveland. And I went to sleep, man. I, I had to leave. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how you get to be what he was, right? Yeah, it's just it's never like you ending. went to sleep, right? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but the funny thing though is uh you your job you couldn't question Dick Gregory. If he said it was raining and it wasn't raining, you just you just may fall along with it. Listen, dude. So one day we're driving from like Hartford to Albany and I was like, you know what I like long drives like this as a comedian you get to like process jokes and stuff. He was like, Yeah, these drives not good though. And I was like, Why? He was like, well, you know, your brain is always processing stuff, even if you're not conscious of it, right? You see all these street signs, I mean, highway signs and, mm -hmm. you know, license plates. 
And I was just like, yeah, but I still, God damn it, what did I say? I was, just, <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, you right. And then listen, so I bring him to Dayton for a show, right? So my goal was I just want to do one show with my uncle before he passes, right? So this 2014, it's this real nice restaurant, and it's this lady, right? An 80-year-old white lady, mm-hmm. same age as my uncle, right? And she was like, uh, she asked me, she was like, do you think your uncle will remember me? I was like, uh, probably not. Sometimes I'm not sure if he remembers me. So when right. I call him, I'm like, hey, it's your nephew, uh, Mark, your brother's son. So <laughs> he, um, she goes up to him and says, hey, do you remember me? We went to college together in Southern Illinois. And she was, he was like, no, I don't, I don't remember you. She was like, but my dad was your, your dentist and we had a class together. He's like, no, I don't remember you. And then when he was, she went on to one more. God damn it, what did I say? Huh? <laughs> Ma'am, I don't know you. I just got off stage and you coming to me. And I was just like, and even though they stay the same age, the aesthetic of him going off on uh, this brittle old evil. <laughs> but that was it. But that was, that, that was the thing I'm curious about as far as, as, as you got to know a little bit more about your uncle. Did he share uh some of those iconic moments and the iconic people that he came up with like he was at the forefront of a lot of things historically so i would imagine he may have shared some stories with you at some point about you know you know the movement or and yeah, the being yeah. black comedian in the early days of, of comedy yeah you know um you know the crazy thing about him is like all of his friends died mm. right yeah and, you know, so, of course, you, you're kind of jaded a little bit. I remember him telling me a story about Malcolm X. Mm. And he said Malcolm X was like, Gregory, uh, they're going to kill me, ain't they? And Ankh was just like, he said he knew that he was going to die, but he said his response was, hey, we all going to go sometime, huh? And he was just like, man, I remember the moment when I'm looking in his eyes and he knew that he was going to die, you know. Um, wow. Yeah, uh, he, he told me that story. But interestingly enough, though, you know, my uncle really didn't move around with a lot of celebrities. Though, right. You know, because, you know, to his what he said, he was like, man, ain't none of us nothing. We all got flaws and faults, you know, which was right. it, it, which was an amazing perspective. Yo, he hung up on President Kennedy. Did you know this? No. Yeah. I didn't know. That. So um, when I want to say it was either the Poor People's March it was something to do with what um, what Martin Luther King was going to do, right? Mm-hmm. So Kennedy calls my uncle, right, because they just had a kid to pass, right? And he mm-hmm. was calling to, you know, just give him his condolences. And um, so he calls and says that King is wrong on this one. And my uncle said, no matter how wrong King is, he's still righter than you and hung up the phone. And I was like, yo... Ankh was a G, man. So, how you hang up on President? During a time, too, where he kind of JFK letting his, like, almost like letting his guard down a little bit, like calling for condolences, and then, like, still, like, your uncle kept it very real, Listen, even in the moment. Holy cow. Realer than real. Not only that, remember when Kevin Durant was, uh, it was either he was going to sign with Under Armour or re sign with Nike? Mm-hmm. Do you remember they did a commercial and my uncle was in it, right? It was yes, a commercial yes, yeah. called The Baddest, right? Nike offered him a quarter of a million dollars for this commercial. 
he didn't take any of the money because they were just coming off like those the negative press with the child labor laws. He said, just give me a dollar. Wow. A dollar in gift cards. I would have been like, give me all of it. <laughs> <laughs> the money and the gift cards. I don't care about them kids. Yeah, and some retro Jordans yeah. while you're at it. Yeah, like I'm going to need those. Yeah, so That's this what he wild, stood for man. was amazing. That yeah. is, too. I, I wonder, do people, you're obviously very comfortable discussing his, his legacy, everything else. Uh, do you ever feel like people use it against you in a, in a negative light or hold you to a weird standard? No, because, um, like, I'm talking about it on this platform, but during my set, sometimes I don't you mm -hmm. know, even mention Makes it. Sense. If I do, I'll tell the joke about me going to go get the book. But you know, man, my ascension was 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 different because I started comedy uh, maybe 2006, I believe, and I thought because Dick Gregory was my uncle that it would be a lot easier, mm -hmm. you know. But it wasn't, you right. know, because he he hit another resurgence maybe around 2014. Yeah, he went on the Breakfast Club, and then YouTube caught a hold to him, and then like he had a real good last mm -hmm. two years. Mm -hmm. But prior in between that, you know, he was just kind of like he was on the lecture circuit and would yeah. do some spots in between. So um, I was doing comedy for 10 years before I did a gig with my uncle. Oh, right? wow. So um, I was just sharpening my sword. Um, and then we ended up doing a show together. So I say that to say that like it wasn't a situation where like I was resting on Dick Gregory or That's right. the way I to got do it. opportunity because of him. I just, you know, just hit the ground and just got strong as a comedian. And it ended up working out like because we would do shows and like Dick Gregory will leave the green room when he's ready to leave the green room. Like when we did Hartford, I was only supposed to do 30 minutes. He was in the green room talking. So I did an hour and 10 minutes and he came out when he was ready, you know? Yeah. Um, and then had I jumped on board at the seven year mark, eight year mark, I didn't have a strong hour, oh, right? And I his see. crowd is so wide, right? Where Very. he had young people, older people and you have to have material to satisfy uh, all yes. of those people That's and you're not gonna have that in 10 years you know so, right um, so so i think it, it worked out the the way it should have that's that that's a tough it's a weird thing that not that many people get to experience mm -hmm. like it's already just a super tough business to be in mm -hmm. and you can't hide like you're saying it doesn't yeah. matter who your brother or your cousin everybody is i almost see a little bit of that where it's a weird thing where like tony rock is incredibly funny but he did the same thing though no that's yeah. what i'm saying yeah. yeah and then now i almost feel like he's almost punished because he like people have a weird perception and he's he might be the funniest <laughs> like, yeah you know what i mean just no, like I there's that it. thing but yeah. but the same and tony's my gato same thing yeah. with him though when tony first started off it wasn't he wasn't advertising it as you know chris's brother right. you know he was just and Tony is hilarious, right? right? Yeah. You know, um, but you know it's crazy looking at it from Chris's perspective. Can mm -hmm. you imagine your whole life, you your your younger brother has been better at you than everything, from chicks to being funny. Then you find this thing that you're better at him at, and then he ends up doing the thing, and you like, dude, can I shine, please? <laughs> <laughs> can I have one damn right. thing? But yo, listen, the best moment ever though is uh, you know, so living in Dayton, you know, Chappelle lives in Dayton, mm -hmm. right? And my home club is the Dayton Funny Bone, right? So I've met Chappelle a couple of times and not even remember, like not thinking that this dude remember your name. So um, I think my uncle and I did Dayton the first time. It was like November of 2015. So you hear this voice like, so he's at the, so my uncle's like, hey, show's over with, meet me in the back, we'll take pictures, right? 
and Chappelle, you you just hear a voice like, "Hey, Mr. Gregory, can I can I have your autograph?" And Chappelle walks on stage. The crowd goes crazy, right? Because that's what Chappelle does. Right. He, he, you know, Chappelle would just pop up. Like I remember one day Marlon Wayans was there, and he just walks on stage. Because you know he was real good at just spacing himself out. So he, when he came, it was like Bigfoot, right? right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, no, you're right. Not like. Right, you didn't see him often, yeah, but when you did, you're just yeah, like, oh, right. shoot, there he is. <laughs> so this is like one of the best moments, man. So I'm at my merch table selling T-shirts, right? Dave walks by and was like, all right, Mark, man, I'll see you later. First off, I had heart emojis in my eye, okay? <laughs> right, <laughs> yes. But my homeboy was right there. And, uh, of course, I stunned it in the moment. He was like, yo, I, I you know Dave knew your name. I was like, I told you I'm out here, fam. Ah, you got to. I told you you have to. Okay. You do that. That's me clapping but for that, you. That's the moment you live for. I that's the moment, you. yeah, your boy around. And here. Dave freaking Chappelle. Come. All right, Mark, be good. Yeah. Man, hell what? yeah, I'm stunned. I'm stunned. Man, like, man, yeah, you know Dave, man, we probably going to head up to the Hamptons sometime later next week. Wow, he man. crazy, man. Yeah. That's that's an awesome story. That's an amazing. That's, that's really cool to hear. That's a, is, are, is there anything about the industry that has that surprises you that has surprised you? Like I know you just having your pedigree and your background. Now I'm doing it for what 15 now plus years. Like it's 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 twelve. Twelve now. Yeah. Okay. So now so you have a, a strong sense as to what the industry is about, what touring is about. What has surprised you about it? I really can't say there are any surprises. Hmm. You know, the way I look at it, you know, I have an athletic background. Right. So to me, everything is merit-based. You know, gotcha. I look at it like, gotcha. have I worked hard enough for this opportunity? Hmm. Did I do everything that I could, right? So I look at it like if you if you got an opportunity now, you know, everything is not black or white, you know, just by virtue of connections. But I just kind of how I look at it, man. You know, if I see somebody who's doing better than me, my, the question I ask myself did you work as hard? Are you writing as much? Are right. you doing what you're supposed to do? Right. So that's just kind of how I look at it because I think if you look at it from surprises, that's how you allow yourself to get jaded, you know? Sure. Um, and, and, and I mean, you know, we all want it, whatever mm -hmm. it is. But when you think about it, the fact that I could work a couple hours a week <laughs> and provide a great living and travel the world doing comedy, I mean, come on now. All right. Yeah. That's a healthy perspective. Yeah. You, I mean, no, for real. You really have, because the industry can make, if you allow yourself, it, you can go crazy, you know. But I think what happens is, is I think New York is, is one of the things that's dope about New York because I hang out at the cellar a lot, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So David Tell walks in the cellar. I mean, just like the who's who, right? So is, even as much as I'm looking at people, and I want to be where they are. There are people that are looking at me, right? So it's like you really have to, you know, you, you're in New York and everybody's getting it. But then you go to another city and people look to you. So you, you really just have to recalibrate mm. because it's like playing with Jordan all the time, right? Right, right. And right. even though you're getting better, you still like, yo, I'm Scottie right. Pippen, though. Yeah. I'm somebody, right. too, though. You right, know what right, I mean? right. So you just got to, it's, it's like a, it's a, it's a delicate balance. Of because you, you can't allow yourself to go crazy, you know. And at the end of the day, like, if you are just supposed to be, like, the dude who goes to level five and you go to level 10, you got to live with that. But you can't keep ascribing to go to 10 when that's not you, right? right? Like, it was, uh, like, um, I was watching Comedians in Cars yeah. getting coffee, right? And Todd Berry, you, have, you familiar mm -hmm. with Todd yeah, Berry? Yeah. yeah, he was on the episode. Very chill dude. Yeah. 
I mean, but he's making six figures doing comedy. I mean, like, he so and he's a guy who kind of picks his spots a little bit yeah. too. And he's like, he's got a few interesting movie parts. He was in the Wrestler. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. He was. He played. That was a perfect <laughs> role. He played. He played a shitty uh, grocery store manager in the Wrestler. He's great too. Oddly enough, he's friends with a friend of ours up that you would never expect too. So yes, a Todd Berry is a, a great yeah. example of like that guy's doing exactly what he was made to do and yeah. wants to do. The imp what, what did you see as the uh, as a potential impact of of one of the greatest and Eddie Murphy returning to the stage? We saw a little bit of his chops uh, not too long ago on mm -hmm. SNL. Um, he's talked about uh, doing some sets. He's talking about popping up mm -hmm. uh, in places like New York and and, and around the country. Uh, what does that mean to the to the current game? What does that mean to you, if anything? You know, I, I kind of have mixed feelings about it. Okay, you know because. You know, when you don't do comedy, even for me, like, honestly, if I don't hit a stage in four days, I will come back. In my head, I feel like I've, I don't even know how to do comedy, sure. right? You know, you mm -hmm. lose the, the timing. And um, and he hasn't done stand-up in 30 years, you mm -hmm. know? So it's like, will you really commit to hitting clubs for okay. a year, year and a half to get a strong hour? Right. right? Kevin Hart does that now, right? Like, he'll do club, he'll do yeah. club work. Club, he, what's he do? He goes... Clubs work. How he he's he's explained how he works each mm -hmm. hour out, and then you work it into getting up to that big giant stadium right. show or something. So, he's, yeah, that's a good point. Like, yeah, is well, Eddie going to be at the cellar? Right. Yeah. Um, and then he was away for for thirty years, right? And the thing that you lose is the the rhythm and yeah. the timing. And then not only that, like I feel like will he be able to live up to the expectation at the end of the day? You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah, because it, yeah. it will be out of this galaxy. So that's that's my question. I love Eddie Murphy. Right. I mean, my favorite movies are Eddie Murphy movies. Right. Coming to America, Life, brilliant. You know, but that's that's just a question. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But what Netflix offered him seventy million, Allegedly, I I yeah. would be average for seventy million. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like whatever whatever that means. But, that, yeah. that will be interesting to see if he does that whole run and, and builds it back up slowly or mm -hmm. over a year or something like that. Or I mean he could just go out there and just act his way through a, a funny special, mm -hmm. right right? Like he could play the part of what he remembered being a comedian. I don't I don't know. I hope he does the. Uh, I kind. I hope he grinds it out. I yeah. think it could be good. But he seems like he's very comfortable. You know, he so comfortable. Gets up and gets coffee every morning, yeah. and it's just real, real chill. And but I think so. Going back though, okay. So remember, like I feel like Chris Rock now versus '90s Chris Rock. You know, when you become a multimillionaire, mm -hmm. obviously you're not as hungry. Your perspective changes. Your connection to people in poverty is not the same. No, very true. And that affects your writing. Yeah, right. Definitely. You know? um, so it's like, you know, because some of the specials where Chris Rock was like, uh, when, where he talked about, you know, he lives in a neighborhood in New Jersey, and Mary mm -hmm. J. Blige is his neighbor, and the rest of us was like, well, I, I live in a. <laughs> in a efficiency apartment. <laughs> I don't, and I got the point that he was making, but you know, it's just like you get to a certain level and it's like, how do you up here, but still right. connect to, you know, the ja average person. I saw Jamie Foxx say something similar along those lines when he would come back to the clubs and after, you know, blowing up after his success in Hollywood, him trying to do stand up, and he was like telling jokes about caviar yeah, and, and yeah, having yeah, drivers. Yeah, yeah. And he said the room was Dead. They was mm -hmm. like, they were giving him like, oh, he Jamie Foxx. That's cute. That's a mm -hmm. fine joke. But he knew he didn't. Mm -hmm. He wasn't 
hitting those crowds as hard as he did when he was coming up and he was just like that's when he knew he was like oh yeah i had slipped i had as you mentioned like i've been so far removed i didn't forgot my you're almost pulling from an already used like cup of water that's like you think that that you're trying to remember what it was like to be normal because these new things that happen to people on the subway and taking the trash out in your shitty neighborhood that's funny that's gritty that's life you're not you're not able to pull from especially that especially with that you crowd you kept that supported you for so long. They like, Jamie, yeah. I ain't trying to hear about your Bentley. Yeah, <laughs> ain't nobody, yeah. what the fuck? Hey, you come yeah. here for that. So mid fifties, <laughs> multimillionaire, ten <laughs> right. children. Right. That right. would be it would be an interesting perspective. Yeah, that's a good I mean, point. I want I want to win because you know it you, you know, you don't but you know. Is it that funny though that our perspectives are like, man, I'm pulling for this guy? Like, this guy's already got everything more than <laughs> everybody's ever existed of all time. Yeah, but, but we would, still want him to do it. It would kind of be like <clears throat> the like when Muhammad Ali fought, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> what's the, the dude Spanx? from Eastern PA? Like, any of the last, the last right, the 12 kinda, dudes. The forgotten. Uh, yeah. yeah like, we'll not worry about yeah. it. I, I, I compare it to like, everybody remembers Kobe's last game. It, that's kind of what I compare it to. You just like, man, just just one more time, man, just one more time, Kobe. Like I know he gonna have to put up fifty shots, but man, if he can get sixty, that'd be really cool. I think we kind of want to live in that moment one more time because I think to your point, like a lot of comedians, a lot of people in general really enjoy Eddie's work mm-hmm. as he was coming up, and he was a a rock star at such a young age. He was a true phenomenon. So I think a part of us kind of want to go back to that moment where Eddie really spark that in us so i think that's why a lot of people are just truly out here hoping like like you just said like please do the work so we can get back to loving the kind of comedian that we grew up with yeah if he goes out and throws a four up out of ten i I, here's my here's what i'm thinking only thing is i I don't think eddie will allow himself to go out there my theory from my my personal opinion i was like he's thrown many movies out there (laughs) right very very true but when when somebody offer you 20 million to work for weeks Ten years ago, comedy. you couldn't. Yeah. You, I wouldn't stop talking shit about Adam Sandler and what he could right. be doing. Now I look at Adam Sandler, I'm like, man, this guy was the Pretty, smartest person in the room. Planet. And but I, but I, I feel, and I could be wrong in this assessment. And I, but I feel like he respects the craft too much to go out there if it ain't at least it's solid. Like I don't, I, and I could be wrong. I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I hope I, Eddie is. I think like, the approach is Mark's got the right yeah, approach. Yeah. Kind of keep your eyes squinting a little bit. We'll see. Do you, uh, do you think it, it will advance comedy in any type of way? Oh man, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, I just know his impact. Uh, you know, as Lil Wayne say, you know, he he birthed a lot of these folks out here. You know, Eddie kind of. And I I, know, I don't know if he will. I, I don't know if it will change the game. I think comedy has changed so much, just even recently. So I don't know if he'll move the needle in that regard. But I would imagine it, it may get. It may force some good, very good I comedians to now go deeper into their bag. At least I hope. That, obviously, yeah. It's just like, it's like track. If somebody's, like, if you see that now someone can run a four-minute mile, there's going to be 20 people that can then run the four-minute mile because somebody broke that thing. If he's doing this on such a level that your aunt's friend who hasn't seen a stand-up special since somebody forced her to watch mm-hmm. one of Chappelle's 10 years ago, they go back and watch it. I don't know. Maybe that's five more people at a local show because they're like, yeah, I do like comedy. Yeah, I, I hope that, you know, I hope it will be dope because you know how the industry is. Oh, like, yes. Then they will hopefully start looking for the next. Correct. Yeah. yeah. The and they're going to more movie roles for comics. and all, Yeah. Who knows?
but you know it's still like a lot of older guard comedians oh that, yeah you know that mm-hmm. it's just like you kind of see the same faces getting the same opportunities you know which you don't you can't blame them you know, right but no. there are a lot of like up-and-coming comics that are extremely funny who just uh just lacked opportunity is is that what I guess we we see it even on a studio and network level? Do you see it in a comedy club level where you need to have that name recognition? You need to in order for more clubs to start. Like, how is that process now? Are those are comedians like yourself? Are are you still are you are you running up against the old guard that you know they come first and then we'll get to you later? Well, I mean, really, it's just about name recognition. Um, the agencies, you know, because the okay. agencies are, you know, intertwined with the comedy clubs, yes. you know, so it's just like, um, if you want this person, we'll, you have to take him too. You right. Know? And, yep. and a lot of people that run clubs, they really don't know. They just run the club. They right. don't know who's They're more hot. data analysts. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. It's just, you know, just like plugging, you know, so they really don't know who's hot. Right. You know, they just like, oh, okay, this is... This is who we're going with. But again, man, there are a lot of up and coming comics who <clears throat> are extremely funny. Like uh, one of my boys who has, you all familiar with the 85 uh, South podcast, right? No. Oh, listen, yo. Check it out. It's Carlos Miller. You ever heard of him? No, yeah, yeah, Carlos. Oh, yeah, Carlos. Oh, yeah. ridiculous. You guys probably, he's Mississippi too. Yeah, that's, man, you know what? I brought Carlos to Dayton for a comedy show. And he's like, I'm from Oxford, Mississippi. And I'm like, dude, I went to college in Oxford. Had no clue. But Carlos is my guy, though. Right? Yeah. Carlos got a huge following. They love him here in St. Louis. So it's Carlos, DC Young Fly, mm-hmm. and Chico Bean. Yeah. All in one podcast. This is wild. Dude, it is a cult following. They sold Good. out the Apollo. Two shows in New York. And you know New York don't mess with everybody. They don't right? care. Um, but I remember uh, telling my boy who promoters in Ohio and even the funny bone like yo book Carlos Miller this is 2015 2016 yeah. 2017 so and he was he was hot then yeah but the club the clubs had no clue who this dude was oh, wow. you know what I mean so right. that just goes to show like that disconnect from it's, like who's buzzing right. in the industry it's very strange too because the markets and stuff change like sometimes <clears throat> it'll be frustrating because you'll have somebody who's just a killer stand-up comic right mm-hmm. maybe the public doesn't quite know about it and then somebody who was on saturday night live 20 years ago has the shittiest hour you've ever seen and they'll sell out six shows because people want that selfie mm-hmm. with the saturday night live person so that is something that is that has to be frustrating for somebody who is notably funny mm-hmm. but doesn't have that recognition just yet so that's a weird balance too to kind of figure out like without compromising your it's it's like it's chicken or the egg all the time it feels yeah like. because so here's the thing so <coughs> the response that you get is well you can't sell a lot of tickets mm-hmm. when in actuality out of 52 weeks a year the clubs are comping a lot of those tickets right, anyway. Right, right, correct. Right. So, I mean, you know just off your email database you can get 100 to 200 people here right Thursday through Sunday this weekend, you know. Right. So it's just so like, why aren't we cultivating fans of funny? Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> right. Because it's just like, okay, yeah, this particular person may have the draw, which I get, mm-hmm. which is important because that's the bottom line. But at the same time, though, we're talking about the quality of the show too, though. You know, very true, and that's <laughs> that's a problem because they people don't <clears throat> differentiate very well. Like they'll compare, they'll call an open mic or Chappelle, like they think that's the same as what Chappelle does. Right. It's like, well, I'm going to stand up comedy show. And it's like, dude, no, there's levels and there's all kinds of intricacies to it. Which brings us to a good story. Worst bomb I've ever witnessed. Oh. Okay. So I used to host this uh, show in Columbus, right? 
Wednesday night show. And um, in Columbus, Ohio, is very bougie, right? Okay. And, and, and where I'm from in Dayton, <laughs> we mess with each other. So if I put a show together, people coming. But Columbus is like, if we don't, if they don't have a name, we're not coming. So they bring Kid from Kid and Play. Okay. Oh no. I'm hosting the show. Okay. Oh, no. The show is building. It's progressively getting better. Mm-hmm. I bring, and it's one of those shows where if you're a headliner. You should peek into the room to see, like, oh, okay, I can't come out here playing. Okay. Yeah, you got all, yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> this, is a, this is a real show. And <laughs> I am bring I bring him up to an explosive joke. So it's just one and one, boom, boom, boom. And then I was like, all right, cool, I'm going to dismount right here. Hey, y'all ready to keep the show going? Yeah, put your hands together right now. You seen him? <laughs> right? Uh-uh. And as I give him the mic, I'm walking away. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I get this eerie feeling because his first couple words didn't land right. Like, it, it wasn't bad. I just had yeah. that feeling. I was like, it's not going to go good. <laughs> so I walked to the back. And this is this is an urban show, right? And, um, and you know, he's, he's, a, he's a corny dude. I'm just going to be honest. In general. Okay. So, um, so what happens is he says, I'm mixed. So sometimes I'm like, chicken and organic watermelon so (laughs) as the bombs are being dropped this is how you know it's bad one chick said i don't even want to take a picture with him no more (laughs) right so that is the ah, that is the catalyst, right? That uh, is hilarious. So it starts going bad. Oh, right? that may be the best. Oh God, that's I don't outstanding. I want to take a picture with him no more. You know how that, bad you got to be doing. Oh, that's all that they is, came out for. Oh night. my God, so, this, <laughs> turned her away from comedy forever. <laughs> so that that's that happens, right? And then oh. a dude and his girl get into and the at the time Columbus Funny Bone held three hundred seventy-five people. Okay. Right? So a dude and his girl get into an argument, right? In the middle know, of the show? In the middle of the show. I don't know what they're arguing. He's literally choking her. Oh, on shit. the ground, choking her. To the point where, you know, like when your arm is like, I'm done. Lip? Yeah. <laughs> what is So some, what you is just this? hear, somebody call security! <laughs> and he's still going. Whoa. Shut up! He's still going. He's doing his so he's doing he, his set. So he doing his listen, set. He's while they in to... cruise control. Like I'm not. What? I'm oblivious to this. This is insane. Security come pull the dude out, right? And now people are getting up, walking out. It is a mass exodus. Mm. It goes from 370 to maybe 40 people. <laughs> he, he does not acknowledge. The, the just, mass exodus. He he Shut just, your face. He's that an is, actor. He's got a what? Script. He's got a script he, to listen, fulfill, right? Is he keeps he going. The only thing he says is, well, I guess you all are the people that wanted to stay and keeps going. Meanwhile, the police have the, the choker outside and he's giving his girl like he, he giving her the soon as I get home, I'm going to choke you oh, again energy. Right. No. And um, and man, House Party is like one of my favorite movies. Right. <laughs> so I take a picture with him. But I was like. I can't post it. Yeah. This one's just for me. Because <laughs> if I post it, the bombing yes, energy is going to get on me. Yeah. The residue. Yeah. Next, right. Yeah. It, we go like, to take the picture like, hey, give, it, give us a little space. It's like the radiation after the atom bomb. Mm-hmm. Like 10 years later, we still Mark dealing with the radiation. Mm-hmm. I couldn't post it. I did 
a couple of times. Man. Okay, <laughs> man. Just man. Like, hey, man, I'm just going to keep that for the personal collection. Yeah, that's just uh, <laughs> This is going to the archives. Oh, that's an all-time bomb story. Yo, that's an all-timer there. How much supposed to do? 45. Did all he right. have 45? Oh, nah, let me no. tell you my... Uh, all time, Bob. We got time. We, we got time. Okay, oh, this is oh, that's a phenomenal story. Yeah, go to Helium Sunday and see Mark Gregory. Yeah. Oh, that's that's okay. oh Jesus. So listen, I did this um, I did this uh, event for this pastor in uh, his church. Right, uh-huh. this was like February 2012. Hmm. Kill it, right? So okay. Couples event, and they called me a week later. Hey, you are so funny. We want you to do our family reunion, oh, right? Oh, okay. And it was in like August. So uh, they sent me the deposit. Boom, we good, right? So they said, get there at 8.30. You'll eat with our family, and you'll perform at 9.30, right? Okay. So. <laughs> oh, no. So they show this video, right? <clears throat> they track like they're, they're they, th- as far as they can go back, it's 18.12, right? Okay. So it's a video that we're watching, an hour-long video. From 1812 to 2012, the last 20 minutes of this video is everybody that died Mm-mm. in their family. No. From 1950, I'm not exaggerating. No. From 1950 to 2012, it was like watching faces of death. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. How long Imagine did that video? How did that what, long did that, that go? That's what 50 20. to 2000. That's 62 years of death, man. So listen. So it's 20 minutes, right? And my yeah. parents are dead. So death is a very sensitive subject. Right. At the fifth, at the 10 minute mark, I go step outside. I'm crying. I don't oh, know any no. of these people, right? Oh, and they put their no. names up. I was just like, Cheryl looked like she was nice. <laughs> Brenda had cancer. They, oh, no. Cancer ain't. They took Brenda's breast because she had breast cancer. She should be here now. Ronnie ain't had to sell that dope. Y'all should (laughs) have. Y'all should have put Ronnie in in private school. Twenty minutes of this. Yo. So after watching Death, yeah, they introduced me. It was like, all right, who's ready to laugh? Oh Oh, no. (laughs) Listen. I'm funny. I'm not that funny, man. I can't trump <laughs> death. You can't dig them out of Listen. the grave, man. So, and I'm like, all right, I got to front load my set, mm-hmm. all right? I'm coming out swinging. Yeah. Dude, listen, it was like, me, 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 me. Like, my, my big shot's not landing. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I heard Mickey in my, uh, get out of there, Rock. <laughs> get out of there, Rocky. Oh. He's, he's taking some big shots. Yeah. Oh. Throwing the towel. Right? Oh, and no. Listen, man, I mean, it was like, uh, decent laugh, silence. Decent laugh, silence, right? And I'm like, I, I legit said, all right, this isn't working. Yeah. yeah, this is not working. Christ. I'm trying. But uh Did you do dude, your time? A dude just said, Mark Gregory, everybody. Mark Gregory. And I was like, Well, there it is. Thank you. Right. For the So the lady, it's time for her to pay me. Oh she no. She had the money in her hand. What she do? And she was like, you know how like I see like half of the money, but the other is like clamped yeah, on. Clamped life on. Their life. She's like, You were so funny. What what happened? Last time you were just so funny. I was like, maybe it was, maybe it was the faces of death. I don't. <laughs> the faces of death. Maybe I'm contemplating it. Maybe when it was in memoriam for I, 20 minutes, I you decided right. to do it was before you brought me on when stage. When you showed, I, we were good up until you showed the little kid who got hit by a car, right. trying to get his bike right. out the street. I think that was the video that broke all yeah. of us. That's mm-hmm. what did it. 
And uh, yeah, so I won't do a family reunion. No, I didn't think. And like, you got to pay me a serious bag <laughs> yeah. to do a family Good reunion. advice, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, Ian Edwards said something similar when they had him do the... Uh, a cancer, a cancer benefit, benefit. and, and they had a picture the, of the child, and, they, and I think the child had died. It was a benefit, and then so they had the child's like <laughs> silhouette thing behind <laughs> him while he's performing Ian's on like, stage. Why is this here? Why is this? Like, he just think he's just gonna be called up. Yo. Boom, boom. They got the whole picture of the kid mm. and his face and the, the date of mm. like <laughs> 2012 to 2015. You just mm. like. Come on! You had to put it on the stage! And the thing about it is, like, as much as we love comedy, we love money, right? And that's how you get sucked into this stuff. Because, like... You're not a... You're not... Yeah. Dude, listen, you're just exactly. a man. Somebody would be like, all right, so I have a gig that pays 5000 Okay, cool. I don't... Yeah. And then I don't you don't even gig. look at the contract. No, you, you, yes. You, like... Yes. And you asking your manager, like, so, so what is Knights of America? <laughs> I don't... Uh, hold on, tell me what Knights of America yes, is, yes. and then you get there and they like hell Hitler. You know what I mean? Right, it's like, just ah! like, but you would do it yeah. because like, it's yeah, like like college shows are like fifty fifty. Oh, I would yeah. ooh see. Uh, I'm curious see about now. that college. Okay, so <laughs> I need listen. to start following more comedians who do a ton of college shows because I cannot imagine doing that for an I feel like that's a rite of passage I feel like you have to do it maybe for like six months and then that's it but like I can't there are a lot of people who make a a, a big living off doing college tours and yeah, I can't that's a, imagine that's how a, that's a dirty deal because they've got fat budgets and they're not going to pay you go, they're going to pay you upwards of 30 percent more than probably Easily, what yeah, you yeah. typically make maybe double because that I, money has to be spent so has to be exactly exactly yeah, I did a I did a college in October, I believe, and um, it was like they had a big football game the next day. Maybe it's fifty people there, and I legitimately and like you, as you're parking, you see them partying, and you realize that like, these oh, are the shit, people who are not in. cool enough to go to the party. That's who you're talking to. <laughs> and I said that I was like, so I'm assuming <laughs> you guys are the lame people <laughs> because if you weren't, you you wouldn't be here. Okay, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. what we're dealing with. You know. <laughs> Ah, Mark Gregory. Man, thank you so much for oh, hanging out. I appreciate this, yeah. Mark. Thank you so much. Guys, go see him at Helium this Sunday. It's going to be an absolute blast. Where can people follow you? Online, um, everything? Yeah, yeah, you can follow me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at ComicMarkGreg. That is C-O-M-I-C-M-A-R-K-G-R-E-G. And uh, also, I have a uh, comedy special coming out. It'll be on Amazon. Nice. Oh, nice. Congratulations. In the coming months. The name of the special is Run With It. Very nice. Um, and where that uh, title came from is, you know, before my uncle passed away, you know, a lot of times he would say, yo, you remind me of myself, um, and I'm passing the baton to you. You know, so it has the literal metaphorical uh, kind of meaning. Both of us ran track, you know, so the baton passing is kind of, you know, it's what we did. We ran, and uh, that's what he said, man. So, yeah, so it will be on Amazon. I'm extremely excited about it. It is a dope, dope, dope uh, hour and 20 minutes of amazing material. Um yeah, it's a great project. Yeah, I am. Um, it's a big deal. Feel like Denzel on uh, American Gangster. I stand by this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What more do you want? I stand by this. I guarantee. <laughs> we'll check guarantee. that out. Yeah, Comic Mark Greg on Instagram and Twitter. That's we'll tweet up. that out. That's we'll get up. that out and go see Mark again at Helium, Helium this Sunday. This Sunday, 7 p.m. Boom. It's going to be a good time. Great to talk to you, man. Y'all are y'all coming? coming? Let's do you it. Coming to the show? Sunday night. You 7 p.m. I'll be there. <laughs>
<laughs> Thick Jesus is in. <laughs> Big thanks to all the sponsors, everybody. St. Louis Counseling, Gateway Powder Coating, Sophie's, Jack Daniels, Schlafly, all that good stuff. Uh, we'll be back live Monday at 8 a.m. We'll see you then. Peace.